0: Welcome to Action where we normally take 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics, but today we're doing a special five-part series on the coronavirus pandemic, which is changing our economy, our politics, and our way of life. I'm Dan Primack. This episode is focused on how COVID-19 is impacting cities and other local governments. And I am pleased to be joined by Axios Cities editor, Kim Hart. So Kim, let's start here. Mayors are on the front lines of this outbreak in terms of everything from making rules about public gatherings to school cancellations. From your reporting, are mayors, if not necessarily coordinating efforts, at least in regular communication with one another, or are they going it alone?
1: I think they absolutely are not going it alone. The mayors that I've spoken with are really relying on informal networks of mayors, but not just mayors, other city council members, other city managers, not only within their own communities and in their neighboring communities, but other like-minded or similarly sized cities. So a lot of mid-sized cities are looking to each other, saying, how are you making the decision about schools? How are you interacting with the hospitals? What are your public safety needs? Because they're looking for best practices from each other, but also looking for new tips, new strategies, and seeing if there are ways that they could help each other, maybe lend resources, share EMT workers, for example, if one community is facing a shortage and a neighboring community really hasn't been hit hard yet. So there is a lot of communication going back and forth. A lot of it is pretty informal, though, through text messages and voicemails and calls, not necessarily through formal official chains.
0: Kim, cities are kind of one of the things that's great about cities is that they kind of are businesses that never really close, or at least don't close all that often. You know, residents need, services met. So what are some of the hardest decisions right now that municipal governments are having to face, the hardest decisions they're having to make?
1: There are so many. The list is so long. And I think what is so hard for city leaders right now is just the crippling amount and the sheer volume of decisions that they're having to make in a very short period of time. One of the things at the top of their list is really, so how do my own employees, how do we make sure that they are taken care of, that they have the resources that they need, but also are they equipped to work from home and continue to keep the city going, even though most people aren't using a lot of those services? What happens to the bus system if no one's really using it to go to work? If everything's sort of shut down, how do we, do we pay those people? Do we shut it down too? Do some people still need to around. These are all questions that they're trying to figure out. How do you keep some services going while vast majority of them are really grinding to a halt?
0: That point about their own employees is interesting. It's kind of like the airplane thing, right? You know, put the face mask on yourself first and then put it on your kid Kim, do a lot of cities have rainy day funds and substantial ones that can kind of cover you talk about, you know, do we pay the bus workers? Do we pay, you know, this many police? Is there money in a lot of these cities, basically a break glass in case of emergency, which this would definitely count? Or are a lot of cities running really close to the edge on budget?
1: Look, cities have really tight margins. There are very few cities that have uh, running budgetary surpluses. Some of the largest cities are lucky enough to have a surplus from one program uh, being less in demand than others, perhaps from previous years, but that's very rare. Even before we got into this situation, you know, I wrote earlier about, you know, cities really worried about a recession coming because they're seeing their revenues drop and their costs increasing. And so this is only increasing those costs even more, but unexpectedly. And that is the key for cities. Cities are very budgeted, are very closely monitored. They allocate money very specifically for different services, for different funds throughout the year. And if something, they have so many balls in the air that if one of those drops, or are another ball gets thrown into the mix, it makes a really big confusion and a lot of turmoil. What I have been told by mayors is they're going to have to make some difficult decisions of going to the city council and saying, okay, we need X number of dollars to keep certain services going, to make sure we, we are communicating with our residents, to make sure that we have extra funds to pay certain pools of workers. That means we're going to maybe have to scale back some of the public spending on events. That means that in this case is actually working because they're going to have to cancel a lot of events anyway
0: but it's coming at the same time where they've got their tax revenues are shrinking by the day right not you know you think about people losing work but we're talking about sales tax here that stuff is going down very quick when you talked about mayors talking to one another how much direction are mayors getting from the federal government and does that matter in other words do they want direction from the federal government or is that not really applicable here
1: i think are looking more for information rather than direction the cities that are at the center of the outbreak are getting some direct communication from the federal government Jenny Durkin the mayor of Seattle has been in some communication with Vice President Mike Pence for example but for the cities that are not in the direct you know eye of the storm if you will they've kind of been on their own and they have been frustrated about that I think that they feel a little bit in the dark so there is a desire for more coordination and more information not necessarily direction I think you know the the American system works is that cities were set up to be fairly autonomous, but at the same time, mayors and city governments don't always have that autonomy to make some of these big decisions without certain federal steps, such as declaring states of emergency in different states and also even at the national level.
0: Thank you to Kim Hart for joining us and to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven. For more information, please check out the other coronavirus-related pro rata podcasts we've posted today, each just five minutes long, and also Axios.com for a special coronavirus-focused package that includes Kim Hart's piece on cities. Until next time, please stay calm and keep your distance.